Hello, and welcome to This Changes Everything. My name is Larry Jeannie, and I'll be your host as we explore an approach to education that redefines the very purpose of schools, to train students to become responsible and self-directed learners, and to prepare them to live fulfilling and productive lives. In today's episode, I'll be talking with two math teachers from Niles North High School. They are Jody Trapani and Katie Kanokada. These two remarkable teachers have successfully implemented the approach that we're talking about in this podcast, and it's a pleasure to talk to them every time. Today, we talked about their plans to implement these strategies in their honors algebra classes next year. Students in such classes are often very good at what I call doing school, that is going through the motions in order to get good grades. That means they're also often very reluctant to mess with something that they're very successful at, and they can be resistant to uh, implementing new strategies that require more of them, more independence, more responsibility, and to focus on learning rather than accumulating points. On the other hand, they can often be keenly aware that a lot of their activities are essentially meaningless, that they go through a a lot of effort, and when they're all done, they really haven't learned all that much, even if they've scored very well on tests. When they're given an option that feels authentic to them and leads to real learning and real personal growth, they can be at least as enthusiastic as anyone else. So it's an interesting problem, and one that we explore in this conversation, I hope you enjoy it. So, little birdies chirping. It sounds like Jody and I next year will be teaching similar classes. So we yesterday were saying um, we really want to tackle honors next year and mm-hmm. make it make mm-hmm. it. So bring bring it up, yeah. Yeah, we've dabbled, but mm-hmm. yeah, barely. So I have two feelings about how that's gonna go. Okay. One one is like excitement because I see when you when you. And I hate to separate kids, but they're already separated. So yeah, for the sake of we're, separating we're just, them, <laughs> right, right. They, the, because honors kids are better at doing school, they are more likely to trust me and do whatever yeah. I say. And I know I have the type of personality and relationship with them that right, right. It, it they'll they'll eat it up. But mm-hmm. with that being said, they're also really good at doing school. So yeah, and it's a game they've played for many years, very successfully. Mm-hmm. Right. So why would they and want to change? We're the asking them to give up something that's really working well. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're so <clears throat> motivated by uh, points, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are still motivating them with points currently. So uh-huh. so the idea of like we're doing some things, but through points because we haven't torn right. away from that right. yet right. and it, so it'll be interesting to see how that yeah you, you have to you you simply have to have enough philosophical conversations mm-hmm. at the start of the year to say in this class here's how we do it yeah and yeah in my experience there will you know you'll have some outliers who will say no I, I know what I'm doing I'm gonna get the A leave me alone but for the most part they're so um, excited about something actually feeling authentic. Yeah. And if you say to them, if you just trust that you do what you're going to do anyway, you'll learn a lot of stuff, and the grade will follow that. In my experience, the culture shifts really quickly, and they they are very aware of how inauthentic their experience is, okay. and how little they're really learning. They're, yeah. they're really aware that you know when I think about what happened last year, let alone the year before, you know. 
even though I got A's all across the board, mm-hmm. I don't remember what mm-hmm. we did. In, right. You know. I'm a little worried about um, they're <clears throat> so overworked by their class load yeah. that yeah. Um, they prioritize yeah. things that are graded yeah. and things that they can't redo over things that aren't graded or things that they can redo. Yeah. And, and so and depending on the culture of grading in the school, yeah. if they are not getting graded for formatives, because that's, I think, something that we need to figure out. Like right now we grade their quizzes and their test grades replace their quizzes, mm-hmm. but they're still graded with points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something I really would like to stop doing. Me too. Yeah. Especially because it causes the most anxiety. Right. I class. really want to stop doing that. Yeah. But I'm very nervous that because there's traditional grading going on in the majority of their other classes, they're mm-hmm. not going to set themselves up to prepare mm-hmm. until think, the, the t- first time they're graded. And I'm I, really nervous about that. Yeah. One thing to say about that is I, I felt that way when I was doing standards-based grading without knowing what standards-based grading was <laughs> my first couple years here. Where I'm like, oh, that's you, what's SPG? Oh, we do that? Yeah. Okay. And no one cared about my class, which is what led me to Larry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I shouldn't say they didn't care, no. but they didn't prioritize it. They yeah. Right. But this year, we're not grading quizzes in Algebra 2 regular. I feel like my kids take my class so seriously. The most like, seriously. Ever. Um, they've yeah. even said, like, Miles the other day was like, this is the only class I even try in. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And there's a lot of kids that... <laughs> but I think because, like, because of what you said before, in Algebra 2 regular, we're dealing with kids that don't do school or because they don't want to, because it's not part of their persona, because they don't think they can. Right. And so we're showing them a different way and they're like, oh, this yeah. is great. This works. I think it's like, I'm, ner- I'm nervous because it's the opposite. It's the opposite, but I do think a majority of kids are still going to, be- I, because they're, they're more metacognitive because they like learning more. Yeah. Or they at least appear to like learning more. Mm-hmm. Right. They're really good at learning or mm-hmm. looking like they are. Yeah. That when you have that little conversation of, hey, I noticed you're doing really poorly on all your quizzes and you look really tired on test days because how, how much sleep did you get last night? Yeah. Right. I did all my homework the night before. So that's not working. Right. right. Like right. they're going to, and I want to have learning. that conversation. Right. right. But then what, like, we'll have to figure out this like retake thing because in algebra two, we can say without a doubt that the content is like not even a factor when compared with the life lessons and learner they're becoming. Yeah. But like in algebra two honors, we, I, I feel like more of a marriage to this obligation to make sure that they've mastered so they're more so right. they're prepared for the classes and I even as I say it I hear yeah. Yeah. that it's wrong yeah I can hear well, it that well, I don't agree with what I'm saying but I right. do I have to be honest that I still feel that way yeah. so like if they screw up on that first test and they never go back and like learn it I it's hard for me to swallow that well, and I need it, to I need help yeah, navigating that yeah it's you know it's the internalized version of the curriculum transfer model mm-hmm. right and, and it's hard for me and, to pass that in honors and there's a there's a sense of trust that's required in you and in your kids there's a sense of trust that if we just focus on learning we'll learn yeah it, you know and it, I have to because trust there's the same so much thing, there's so much pressure to do other stuff in order to 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 work for the grade that you don't trust that just opening yourself up and experiencing the learning process will suffice. Right. And, and, right. and I would also argue that, um, and this is not a reflection of you, 
personally. Mm. It's only my first year at Honor, so I'll say for you. <clears throat> yeah. The students who are now in AP Calculus, a lot of what you taught them was in their short-term memory. They do not have that with them That's right. two years later. Anyway. Nope. Right. So they are just good at learning things quickly or accessing that quickly because they're really good at doing school. Yeah. So right. it's not that everything you taught them they have mastered because your students are my seniors in homeroom. Right. And they come in and want to do my openers, but they don't remember how to do them. That's right. right. They're getting A's in Encore's class. Right. right. So it, it, so it, even if they totally miss a unit because their learning process is awful and I rip the rug out from under them, they eventually they'll get to a point where they have like long-term learning yes. of some of the units, yes. which is better than short-term memory of all of the units. Yes. That's the central transition. I mean, right. it has to do with beliefs, but, but they're really accustomed to getting stuff into working memory. Yeah. And that's what success looks like, because they can answer test questions accurately, and correctly, quickly. and quickly, right. and, and then move on and do, do it again. And when they realize, you know, what I would say to kids is when you're all done and you look back, you have almost nothing to hang on to. <laughs> you have almost nothing that is yours from this process. You were right. doing something for somebody else and ended up not being enriched by it at all. Which explains why kids that get A's on every single unit test get D's or C's on the final. On exams, yes. yeah. And yeah. I can't have that conversation with them because, like, we're already on to the next thing. So I can't be like... This is clear evidence that you have not mastered this in, in, for the long term. Yeah. You just memorized it for the short term. Yeah. And school has set them up to believe that's what they should be doing. Right, and they don't. They just are like, oh, then I'm a bad test taker. And right. No, or they say, well, this was the first time I ever had to take an honors final, so that's why. It's just harder. There's always, yeah, there's always. But, mm -hmm. but the truth is, we, we know if you, have to, if you have to spend a week working diligently to try to get them to remember something that happened two months ago and they know what I'm really doing now the reason why exams are so difficult is I have to cram a whole semester's worth of stuff and get it into working memory that's horrible I mean it's, it's I remember a massive what that task. felt like I remember what that felt like yeah. as a student mm -hmm. yeah it was and debilitating that's why exams are are debilitating for yeah. a lot of kids and and when they're used to actually learning it I, I can't tell you how many times kids said to me, um, you know, I, I know there are a few things I have to review, but basically I'm ready to take the exam because I actually learned it. Right. Well, that's a switch. Yeah. Right. And, and even if they didn't learn the everything, yeah. what they did yeah. learn, they then learned. Then they're prepared. To, and, and going back, actually right. the exam now becomes a reinforcement process mm -hmm. where they go in and fill in the holes and now they can actually, oh, now I see how to do that. They couldn't do it at the time, yeah. or they were only passively skilled at it. Yeah. But, now, but now they have the framework, and they've really learned some of it, and now they can build on top of it. Yeah. And that's yes. where I'm going to need you yeah. to just be I like... I'll be your counselor. <clears throat> yeah, because I know it's going to be hard for me, because yeah. I feel this accountability to my colleagues, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that somebody is counting on me to teach them this. For right. the next course. But Jody, totally. what you need to remember is that since time immemorial, people have been walking in theoretically prepared for their next class, but they don't remember 20% of what they yeah. so-called learned. That's how, that's the norm. That's how it's been going forever. That's yeah. how it was when I was in high school. Yeah. 
And so anything you do will be an improvement on that. Well, and, anything and, will be an improvement. And think about, They'll be better yeah. prepared. And, right. and think about what Encore said to, I remember he came over to you this <clears throat> semester and he said, what are you guys doing in extension? Like this girl, her notes are unbelievable. Mm. In, in regular algebra two, one of the lowest students. And mm. we were like, mm, we're not really, do-. like we didn't feel like we were doing much, but we were doing this stuff. He's not coming over and saying, what did you teach in Algebra 2? My AP calculus students are so smart. <laughs> right. They he know doesn't log have so a well. pulse on that. Yeah. Right. And our students have had teachers their whole life who have done things differently, who have taught to different levels of mastery. Yeah. We don't know any of that. No. I right. don't look at my students and say, ooh, in sixth grade, you really didn't learn your fractions. That's not You even must have had my... so-and-so as a teacher. But I know yeah. there's kids who all had different experiences, so it, it takes care of itself. It really does. It, it, it it's really a good does. point. You can trust that, and I'll be around. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, for what that's worth. But I feel like I know it. Yeah. I just have to keep challenging yeah. my, yeah. like, train. That's right. Because I was really good at doing school, and I'm yes. really good at teaching kids to do most, school who can do school. Most teachers, like, <laughs> most teachers were. Right. Or right. we wouldn't be doing this. Right. You know. The one thing I'm thinking <clears> on, too, is I have a student who, and I'm giving him the math award next week, which I should probably tell him he's giving <clears> it. I wonder if he already knows. But he... <laughs> First semester got a C on the first test. And then his test score steadily improved. He did no homework the first unit. He mm-hmm. maybe the first couple. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of bought in to like yeah. the crappy way I'm doing things better. Like I'm still not really doing better. I'm still doing school with like a fancy appearance yeah. on it. Yeah. But he bought in and he came to me a month before the final and said, This C is not allowing me to get in it. I've already calculated all possible. You know, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. even with the final, I still will have a B. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want that test to hold you back because I've seen your growth. I've seen, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I said, if you can show that you understand the material on the last test and the final, I will give you the grade that you deserve. And he was like, what? What? Oh. You can do that? So he got a B plus on the last test and mm. he was torn up. Mm. He's like, I missed my chance. I'm like, you did not. You showed me you know a lot. I thought I had to get A's. No, he is the only student who got the high A without a curve on the final. And I gave him an A for the class. I ra- you know, it looked like I rounded his grade up 4% yeah, or yeah. whatever. Right. He couldn't stop telling me how that had never happened to him and how it was so gracious of me. And he wrote me emails and he keeps oh, talking oh, about oh, it. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. You did it yeah, all. And this... Yeah. This is why traditional grading doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and this is because of this story. And yeah. but this also shows that an honors kid is really going to appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> like more kids will feel like Arham than it's genuine. The other one. And it, yeah, it, and it, that, that's going to reduce a lot of anxiety that prevents them from learning. Yeah. It may be the first genuine experience of grades. Yeah. Where it really has to do with learning, not how to, well did I accumulate points? Yeah. Because that's what you're saying. Yeah. I believe that you've learned this and therefore this grade is makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense in terms of points. Mm-hmm. So you're saying I don't care about points. Mm-hmm. I care about whether you've learned it or not. Mm-hmm. That's new. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, you know, which is a really sad commentary on the right. way school works. He's, he's, that is yeah. probably the first time in that kid's life where it was clear that learning trumped points. Right, right. And, and he's 16, yeah. and he's brilliant. So, like, I, I'd rather a student walk out of my class with that ideology yeah. 
to move forward in life than one where he's yeah. just going through the motions. That's right. He can become an adult someday who is able to do that for other people in right. whatever realm. Right. He's and, working. And that's really powerful. Yeah. And me. when a kid when a kid walks away from your class having internalized a lot of these ideas, the philosophy, and really is focusing on am I learning this or not? Mm-hmm. For the for the first time maybe you're empowering the rest of their lives because mm-hmm. it's, it's not just school it's they, they start to see the world that way mm-hmm. right it's it's what it's the real thing that matters not the superficial what are they going to give me for it thing right and it's a different yes. attitude about walking into life and I've even I don't know if this has happened to you in extension I've had kids like you've said before they're actually doing fine with math but are falling apart in other yes. aspects yes so like I had a kid yesterday and we do this stamp thing in extension and mm-hmm. it's really just to help them monitor like did I make good choices, make good choices today yeah. if you did you get a stamp so yeah. this kid's like really down I'm like what's going on he's like I need to pass on my classes and he's like just realizing that he's failing all of them Ooh. I'm like okay so what uh, what class do you feel like you know what you need to do? And he was like, English. I'm missing these two assignments. And he's like, but I did this essay and I failed the essay. I failed the big essay. And I was like, will your teacher let you revise it or redo it? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so if you complete your missing assignments and you go talk to your teacher and you say to them, I know this is ridiculous, but I'm just realizing that my choices have put me in the position to fail, and I don't want to fail. I want to do well. Here are the assignments I'm missing. Will you look at my essay if I redo it? Like, who's going to say no to that? Right, and I was like, do you believe your teacher wants you to do well? He's like, yeah, and I was like, okay, and if you make mature decisions and have a conversation with your teacher, and he was like, okay, then chances are. so. He did the assignments, and he was like, can I go talk to her? I was like, yes. So he went there, and he came back, and she was like, she said yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like it's te- all there. teachers want their kids to learn. Yeah. That, like Even teachers who are helping kids accumulate points, yeah. they all want their kids to learn. So he And he was like really flabbergasted. That, yeah. that, and he's not in my class. I only have him in extension. Yeah. But like just, you know, like I'm hopeful that. It's a little lesson. About yeah. What matters. Right, about what matters. And his posture. Yeah. In, in, about the learning process, about dealing with people in authority, about, right. you know, there are a lot of lessons going on built into that little. Right, story. and five years yeah. ago, I wasn't thinking about any of that. Right. Teaching any of that to my students. I was teaching them, I was helping them, them shove a lot of math in their you brains. Were, yeah. You were teaching them math. Yeah, but not really. I was, right. I was delivering math to them. Delivering math yeah. in forms of worksheets. You were covering, right. you were covering math. I was covering math, and yeah. they were doing some of it. Yeah. So at, at student government yesterday morning, um, the students were talking about intervention classes, if they're, what their experiences have been in them, at the, thinking if they need to make a push as a student body about them. And mm. one student, who I currently teach, said, I was forced to be an extension freshman year, and it was the worst experience of my life. I begged to get out of it, which she is. She's like, every day I was handed a worksheet. And and so I had to say, okay, but that was your unique experience. I don't want you to generalize that for all extensions. You know, but after saying that to her, I'm like, but I do think I used to do that. And I think a majority of us do do that, right? And, And I was thinking about, as a teacher, you think you're just... They need more and more content to get better at it, but it is the opposite feeling to them. Yeah. 
And it you're was just, a really traumatic experience yeah. for her. Yeah, which, which reinforces her sense, I don't do math well. Yeah. Which lowers the ceiling on what she thinks she's capable of, which, you know, the rest of her life she'll say, I'm not good at math. And like how much for the more, rest of her yeah. life she'll be doing that. And, and, and how much stop more powerful her. your extension story is to yeah. have that experience, right. more holistic yeah. approach to yeah. learning yeah, yeah. is what they really need. That's right. Well, and even now, I still have worksheets for extension every day, but it's not like, do this worksheet today. Yeah. It's like, if you need practice with this, here are some problems. And they're like, how many do you need, do I need to do? I was like... Well, until you good, understand good, it. Good question. I, don't, I can't answer that for you. Like, let's try one and see where you're at. You'll find just out when you do it. Just the way I'm speaking to kids, it's like, I'm still just giving them worksheets. Mm-hmm. But oh, well, worksheets can be <laughs> Right, like, I am still tools. giving them you know, you know, worksheets, but it's totally you, different. If you didn't get how to do this skill, you need to practice that skill. Right. And so the, the question is, are you tuning the... Um, is it responsive to their needs? Is the worksheet, right. is the worksheet doing... Or how much of it do I need to do right. until I can, you know, show that I now know how to do it? Well, because now kids are like, do you have a worksheet on graphing logs? I never in my life have I been asked to produce a worksheet <laughs> right. on graphing logs. That's right. And like, just the fact that they're like, this is what I need, and I know that you can provide it to me. Like, <laughs> that's one thing that I think you'll find with honors kids, that they'll be more, um, they, will be, they will expect more response from you. In terms of well, now I need to, you know, have you got something on this? That question will come up more often. Yeah, that's interesting. Because they'll be as they get more metacognitive, they they believe that they can do it. That's why they're there. Mm. And if they believe that they can do it, and they get the idea that when you find out you don't know something, then it's your job to decide you need to do something about that. You're steering that process. If you haven't constructed something for them to do some remediation, mm-hmm. they'll tell you. Right. I need something for remediation. So, you yeah. know, when I had unit contracts, I always had three or four empty spaces because people would regularly say, you know, I need, or I'd, I'd recognize it if a few people are stumbling. And you'd be like, you know what, I'll, I'll get that for you for tomorrow Maybe, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. And, and then you tell everybody, those of you who have been struggling, here's a new thing. If you need more practice on that, here's another item on the contract that you can work on. Yeah, yeah that's going to be really crazy. Yeah. Because even there's one time Jody and I this semester, more Jody and I just copy her this year because I'm learning, but they, she's, you know, they're very appreciative that we only assign a few problems for homework. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely done that. And yeah. they... Yeah. I said, so there's 150 problems per section on homework, and I'm assigning you six. What does that mean? They're like, oh, if I need more practice, I should do 24 and 25, right? And they know how to do that. Yeah. Right. So then yesterday a kid said, can I just borrow the textbook? I want to do problems like the ones I got wrong. Like, and I'm like, I said it. that once, and he knows how to do that. That's it. So even our extra practices, they probably can make them. Yeah. On right. Their own. Like just right. choose problems <laughs> I mean, from the text. I, you know? Ideally, that's where that's where you want it to go is that they become self-governing. Yeah. Right. And so, in the first time, we might start by saying explicitly, like, if this you struggled is, with number twenty-four, do any from twenty-three yeah. to twenty-seven. And that's you know? called an extra practice. Yeah. Right. Can, but then eventually, you can do yeah. that. You can do that structurally by saying, "This is this is what you everybody must do." If you need practice, you can do this or this or this. Right. And you can list those things initially to get them used to the idea of, here's what you do if you can't 
if, if you need more practice. And then eventually we just go back to providing yeah. the required work. Right. And, and they'll be so honest about that because of what you said. They want to believe that they can do it all. Yeah. And then it'll just be honing in on those few kids who really fake it. Yeah. Because right. they don't want to appear... And it becomes less more, than in, in, that, in, in that competitive right. track, and right. it'll be so obvious. Yes. Yeah, what unlike we need to talk sitting about. in rows quietly, when people are are faking it or having problems, it it becomes visible. Right, and that's and, like my and, favorite thing about. And then these you can changes. be res- more responsive to their needs because you know what their needs are, yeah. and you didn't. Right. I mean, when a teacher is just delivering content and kids are sitting in rows. There's no way to know what's going on out there. And they'll say, yeah. are there any questions? Well, there are 14 kids with questions. They're not going to admit that yeah, in front right. of the whole class. Yeah. So, oh, no questions, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. You know nothing about what's going on out there. You, don't, you know yeah. what you're teaching. You don't know what learning is going on at all. Especially in the honors track where it's so important to them to appear to know it all. Yeah, oh yeah. More than any class I've ever taught. Yeah. yeah. And they travel with each other all day. They're super, they're super trapped tracked. right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're in honors chemistry together. Yeah, they're in they're honors, honors algebra. Kids. And yeah. so <laughs> they don't ever want to be labeled as the one who doesn't do it as quickly. Matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, and they fake it. Which yeah, they is totally do. Exactly the wrong lesson for life. Yeah. I mean, right. Precisely the wrong approach to learn. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's so. This one student I was telling you about, home giving the math awards, so I have to tell you another story. Yeah. So he asks the most interesting and thoughtful questions, and early on in the year, I, he he would apologize for always interrupting class with his great questions, right? And I'd say, Arham, your questions make my day better. And he's like, Really? I feel like they just annoy people, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So this builds. So he's working on his own awareness of how great he is. <laughs> and we did this thing where they're recommending students to be tutors next year. Mm. And I said, all of you qualify. But I think it would be nice. I want We did write down the top three, top people, three people in class that you think should be a tutor. That have helped you or yeah. you know, been a positive nice. group member or whatever. So yeah. in that class of 24 students, 21 names were written down. <laughs> And so I made an announcement. I'm like, this is amazing. And I said, I would like to celebrate the top five people who got nominated in the room. And we're going to give them applause, you know. He was number one. He was (laughs) floored. And I built it up. I said, this student Uh, was nominated by 19 students in the room. And they're like, oh, it's Hassan. Oh, it's definitely Hassan. I'm like, it was Arham. And he was... It's like he could have fallen on the floor. Right, because it wasn't like the smartest, quickest kid. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And he, it, so I'm like, so your questioning is actually super helpful. Yeah. And makes, yeah. it, it makes other people want to be around you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what a great lesson yeah. well, to learn. And it's just, that's my hope next year with the better structure. This will just explode like crazy all yeah, the time. Yeah, because it's already happening a little bit with us doing a bad job. If you launch, yeah. it, if you launch it full throttle... And figure out the structures on the fly, and you know, adapt and say, oh, you, you be ex- be open about the fact that this is the first time we're doing this in this at, in this class, mm. and we That's need an your help. Idea. I yeah. need your help to figure out how to do it optimally. Mm. I've got a lot of things that I'm bringing over from other classes, but in mm. this one, it's new. Mm. So we're going to be co-evolving. You know what we We're need to be. do before the year is over? We need to form a steering committee of kids from both our classes mm. and and interview them and just ask them questions about or have like, them interview each other because it'll be more honest. Oh, I was I was thinking about like us asking like how would this be helpful or harmful to mm. you? Because like 
the kids that we have now, like, I feel like right now we could just blow it up for the last unit. And, like, maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe not because it's in, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they trust us. And I think if we were just like, this is, let's try it for the last unit. Let's just see what happens. I think they would be like, okay. Yeah. I, I, we could definitely. I think so. We could definitely try well, it. Well, you know, and, but. That, if you're going to do that, record it. It might make a great podcast. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I just, I want to hear, like. I don't, I don't want to, the only thing I didn't like about starting on this journey was there was a certain amount of experimentation yes. on my part, yes. which is totally natural, yes. but the first group that I did this with did not get what the kids I have this year got. And that, I think it, that goes that way for anything. The first year you teach a course, yep. the first time you try yeah. a new grading policy, like that's true of You're any inventing... pedagogical change yes. or any philosophical change, but... Um, I'd like to try to minimize that. <clears throat> now that right. you've been seen successful. Right. Ways. Yeah, yeah. I want to try to minimize the bumps and bruises. Yeah. My, my sense is three to five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then you, you, know, you continuously learn for the rest of your life. Well, of but course. But you've got, you've got a, a foundation that you really rely on and trust. And when you talk about it at the start of the year, you talk from a place of real confidence that's going to be different too because the first time I got in front of a group of students and tried to explain I was so nervous and I was like I'm pretty sure this is gonna work (laughs) you know in the back of my head and I was trying to display but now I can say with confidence like this is the real deal you guys like you know I can say that with confidence which is very different yeah and when you do that and they buy at the start of the year they're saying oh this is how you do this yeah. They do that in every class they yeah. get into. Yeah, they're always well, going to be different. you do it this way, you know, because yeah. every teacher has their own shtick. Yeah. Um, and when you say, I know this works, let's see where we can go with it. And yeah. it really helps that we're both doing it, because then they're going to be like, well, but Miss Kanokita, yeah. but Miss Trapani. And if yeah. we have the same thing, then they can just be like, oh, this is how Algebra 2 honors is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think about this year, I've done the best job with making my curriculum... I don't want to use the word rigorous, but more differentiated. Yeah. Um, and responsive. My, yeah, responsive. And my students are learning way more than I ever thought yeah. some of them could. And I think about how I this year my above and beyonds are more challenging than ever, and they're still not challenging enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, today I need to come up with never-seen-before problems because you've done everything successfully. This group of four or five kids, right? So in honors, I'm not even doing that a little bit. And I have no brilliant children. <laughs> right. Every once in a while, bored. we accidentally assign a problem that's too hard, and those kids benefit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's and the I, only time it and, happens. And I, and I think about, true. there's lots of students that have gone through our school where we think, well, we couldn't teach them anything because they were so bright coming in. And we have to stop oh, that. Yeah. Right? Like, Everybody starts, everybody works from where they are, and your job is to make sure that you're responsive enough that wherever they are, there's the appropriate level of challenge. Yeah. So my course is very challenging for a majority of my students, but there are four or five kids in each of my sections that could do their science homework simultaneously with me. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not reaching them yet. 
Yeah. Even yeah. at the highest level. Yeah. Right. With the highest. It's it's that's where right. it gets more challenging. That's going to be cool. That is going to be cool. Differentiating with honors or AP kids becomes much more challenging mm-hmm. because the ones who are really ready are really ready. Yeah. Right. And, and they're you have more, to keep ahead of them. Right. Like they're they are going to learn more than I know right now. Yeah. About algebra two. Yes. Yeah. Which is well, cool. Which is really cool. You're going to you're going to not be able to do this probably, but. When I taught honors physics, I got a set of um, AP physics books and had them available. And every contract I'd have for above and beyond, I'd have AP level questions. Mm, yeah. And the kids who could do it would form a little group and work on AP problems. Right. But we could do that so, with like the, what's the test they took? The optional challenge? Oh, uh, the AMC? Yeah, there's like lots of good questions. Like for them to be presented with things that have never been seen before. Even if they don't directly relate to the exact content, that's true. There's a lot of stuff out there like that for math. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's no AP Algebra 2. No. Well, and and yesterday, so we assigned a homework problem that was tough. I had to text Jody. I'm like, I can't figure this out. And I'm like, you don't have to look at it until tomorrow. And she's like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Here's the answer. uh, So my students came in, and I was very prepared with a pep talk for them. Rather than them feeling defeated. It was really interesting. And yesterday, during the study groups, my students used my worked out key more than they ever had. And I walked around, and I checked in with them, and there were a lot of kids who were like, I don't understand it yet, but I'm getting there. Leave me alone, please. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then my highest flyer said, I, don't, I still don't understand how to do it algebraically, but in eighth grade, I learned how to program, and I know this is a programming problem. So I know how to do it with a computer. I don't know how to do it by hand wow. yet. <gasps> but like that's cool. That could happen more often yeah. next year. Yeah. 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 And you like, follow their you follow their lead more. Right. Like, who could ever expect that to happen? I didn't even I'm literally taking the assignment guide from Jody, so I didn't even choose to assign that problem. Right. 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 <laughs> right. And I've never thought about assigning problems that carefully. You know, like it, usually yeah. it's like oh, yeah, one of these. Okay, one of those. yeah, one of those, those you know. Yeah. But like, there's some crazy problems in that textbook, right? Yeah. Yeah, and well, and nothing, nothing in the. I was even doing mm-hmm. my old school student stuff, looking at the chapter. Nothing in the summary prepares you for that problem. No. So like, we ha- if we have those resources available to us, we we can use them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we can differentiate. Yeah, because the book is we don't have so to create robust. It. We don't have to, right. That's the beauty of it is we can think about how to deliver this in class and how yeah. to talk about it rather than creating hundreds of worksheets. That's exactly mm-hmm. right, yeah. Like the bell rang and kids didn't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Always a good sign. <laughs> They're not crazy. waiting at the door. <laughs> I'd like to thank Jody Trapani and Katie Kanokada for joining me in this conversation. And I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can go to iTunes or any platform that you get your podcast from and search for This Changes Everything. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a review since that helps spread the word. You can contact me directly at larrygenie at gmail.com. That's L-A-R-R-Y-G-E-N-I at gmail. If you're interested in diving deeper, you can also go directly to my website at www.genieconsulting.org. There you'll find two books that I've written on these topics. They're freely available, along with video clips of classrooms at work and a library of useful information for teachers. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll join me again next time. Thanks. <laughs>